We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Welcome to the Rotor Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Tuesday. It's August 9th. It is 2022. We have 14 baseball games to talk about here on today's podcast. I'm joined for the second straight day, Keith Iser, Eyes 819. Keith, at least we can say the Mets are probably not going to be chalk on this slate. <laughs> yeah, I, I loaded up on Mets. We talked about it on the podcast yesterday. They were just in a phenomenal spot. Didn't quite get it done for us. Um, I had a ton of them. I also had a ton of Keegan Thompson, who pitched really well, but just did not quite get the strikeouts. Um, yeah, so a little bit of a rough slate Monday. It seemed like a really straightforward slate on the on the with only seven games. Um, Mets were just in a phenomenal spot. I didn't think they would fail against Justin Dunn and they I mean they put up a couple of runs but just not they didn't quite smash the way that we thought they were gonna great weather horrible starting pitcher I thought they were good for for seven or eight runs and going into the ninth here looks like we're gonna end at five so yeah not a, not a great showing from the Mets for us 
something. Uh, I mean, I don't even. I have nothing else to say on the Mets. They're <laughs> they're so tilting sometimes. So it is what it is. I mean, yeah. they're a good offense. Um, and I got one live team that has an Arizona five man. So we'll see what happens. Right now, BD is currently shutting them down. So I mean, it's just one of those nights where got Bassett right. Yeah. <laughs> I need yeah. I need Gollin to get six strikeouts and Arizona to win by one and a half and I'll have a really close to break even betting night. Um so but let's jump in to this slate 14 games. Um obviously we'll see what Roth has to say as far as weather is concerned, but I mean nothing really standing out to me. Like we're gonna have like six to eight mile an hour winds blowing in at Wrigley, but nothing night before anyway, like jumping off of the the page here as far as weather so um we'll see but we get started with toronto at baltimore alec manoa going up against bradish in this one eight and a half total blue jays a 175 favorites any interest here in alec manoa and I love Alec Manoa as a pitcher. Um, this slate, we're going to talk about a lot of good pitching. And Alec Manoa is a really good real-life pitcher. I just, I'm just i really concerned about the strikeouts here. My one team Monday night that's doing well has several Baltimore home runs. This Baltimore offense has really come on over the last month or so. Like There's, there's a lot of talent in this lineup. Manoa is good enough to shut them down. I just don't know that he's good enough to go out there and get me eight or nine strikeouts. And that's what I need it for nine K on this slate, because we've got Garrett Cole on the slate. You've got Otani in a great spot. I I like the price on Manoa. And if there wasn't all this upside for just a, a thousand, 1200 more, I would have a ton of interest in him in this spot, but I don't know that he has the upside. The strikeout rates down around 22% this year. Love him as a pitcher, but worried about the upside here at nine K. Yeah, people don't understand. Like Baltimore is in the playoff hunt. Um, yep. I mean, they were a bottom bottom ten offense, and now they're like top fifteen in a lot of statistics. So, as good as Alec Manoa is, he's not someone that will typically get blown up. At eighty nine hundred, I could see him putting up like twenty, maybe even like twenty five to thirty. I just don't know. Like he's not someone that typically goes over a hundred pitches. Um, what's his overall ceiling? Thirty. I mean, thirty would be super solid on this slate. So he's in the pool. I just don't know if he's someone that I end up on. I don't think he's a bad option, but I don't think he's the best option. If that makes sense. So, and then Kyle Bradish on the other side here. Bradish has kind of shown reverse split strikeout wise. Um, He's really struggled. Like he seems like a two pitch pitcher. A lot of fastballs. A lot of like slider curve type. It's slurve, I guess. Um, but he's really struggled getting righties out and limiting home runs and hard contact to righties. And I mean, that's not a good thing when you're facing <laughs> the Toronto Blue Jays. Yeah, I agree with you. There's no chance I'm playing Bradish. I think he's a, a good prospect. He's going to get there eventually. He's obviously been a little in, inconsistent here, but he's shown some upside. Just not the spot to play him here. Toronto matches up really well against a reverse split righty. They have a ton of right-handed power. Um, I like Toronto in this spot. Um, let's talk those bats, man. I mean, this is a, I think this is a great spot for a Toronto stack, you know, Obviously, Baltimore moving the fence a little bit has changed, you know, right-handed power. 
But what are your thoughts here? Yeah, I, I think Toronto puts up a bunch of runs. The problem is we, we're going to talk about a ton of elite pitching on this slate. I lean right now, just a first look, that pitching is what's going to win me this slate. And if I want to pay up for pitching, it's going to be really hard to fit a Toronto stack in there. Vlad's up around 6K. Teoscar and Chapman and 4,500. Bichette, I think, is a little underpriced at 4,400. Really like this matchup for him and Kirk at 4,400 too. But when you like, there's just no cheap options that I love to kind of make this stack work. It, it's tough to to get up to an Otani or Cole, and then full stack Toronto is going to be really difficult. So I'll probably just be looking for some some home runs. Getting even getting up to Vlad for that home run is going to be tough. But Bichette at 4,400 for a one off home run, I I love something like that. I could see stacking them. I could see being underweight on them too, um, depending on where their ownership sits. But this right-handed power seems like they're in a fantastic spot. Bradish, 256 ISO, 40% fly balls on 48.5% hard hits against righties. So Tioscar, Vlad, Chapman. Chapman's been like they yeah. they're finally getting the Matt Chapman they you know got this offseason. Um he has been a lot better here second half of the season, you know. So Baltimore bats against Manoa. Manoa's a good pitcher. While he might not be someone that I'm like, oh, I have to play today. He's definitely not someone I want to stack against. Yeah, really good control guy. Um, very talented pitcher. So I, I, I think this this Baltimore offense is is still underrated. But I'm Manoa is not somebody I'm looking to attack. Um, there's some there's other pitchers far less talented than him to uh, attack on this slate. And Baltimore's prices are starting to come up too because of how good they've been here recently. So even one-offs, I'm like, he doesn't give up a ton of home runs. I'm just, I'm probably just avoiding Baltimore altogether. Miami at Philadelphia, eight and a half total here at Blue Jays or not Blue Jays. Just kidding. Um, seven and a half total. Philadelphia is a two forty favorite here. Garrett going up against Zach Wheeler. Any interest here in Braxton Garrett? Braxton Garrett's been really good over his last four starts. The strikeouts have really started to pop. He's had 11 strikeouts in two of those four starts. He's had at least seven in all four of them. But if you look at his opponents, it's been Cincinnati twice and Pittsburgh twice. Much more difficult opponent here um, with the Philly offense. Still without Bryce Harper, of course, but this ballpark is, is really tough. If I'm going cheap today, I think Braxton Garrett is the guy I'm looking at. Uh, I, I like the strikeout upside at 7,500, but a high risk, high risk spot as well against this offense in this park. I mean, obviously Hoskins sets up really well against him, even Schwarber lefty lefty, but a lot of power in that Philly offense, but there are some strikeouts there. I like the price on Garrett at 7,500, but there's plenty of risk too. Yeah. I mean, the strikeout upside is certainly there, but my, my biggest concern here is, the Philly team can walk with the best of them against left-handed pitching. And Braxton Garrett is someone that, I mean, has really struggled with command in the minors and, you know, it's been better here recently, but like you said, he had two matchups against Cincinnati he had two matchups against Pittsburgh. You, you go back and you look and like, he's allowed at least one walk in every game. He's kept the walks down, you know, to a point, but I'm worried about this spot. I like the price. The $7,500 price tag is good. He's super good slider. Like, he has a super good slider. Mixes that fastball, like, sinker combination up with that slider. But, I mean, this is a tough matchup. 
Philadelphia in Philadelphia with all these right-handed power bats at the top half of this lineup. So I think one, see what the lineup looks like. And two, see what the umpire is. Um, Braxton Garrett is a first round draft pick. He's a top 20 prospect in this organization. He's, I mean, the command is good at times. It's just, it's shaky. Um, So we'll see. Zach Wheeler though, on the other side of this game is probably your chalk SP one. Um, it's him or Otani, I think at the top today, like, I think some people will argue to just play both of them. Um, what are your thoughts here on Wheeler? Yeah. I mean, Wheeler has been awesome this year. He doesn't quite have the strikeout rate of Otani and Cole. So I'll be interested to see whether it's Wheeler or Cole. We know Otani is going to be there because of his matchup. I I think it's a, a tough conversation between Wheeler and Cole. Cole has a difficult matchup against Seattle, who's underrated also, um, but still without Julio Rodriguez. So it'll be interesting. Wheeler, obviously, right in that conversation, though, because of this matchup. Miami strikes out a ton, which boosts, gives him a slight boost, even though his strikeout rate's around 27%, where the others are, are both over 30. Um, you got to pay for him, but he's worth it in this matchup. Tough ballpark, so but he's not a guy that gives up a ton of home runs either. Um, so yeah, I, I love him. He's right there as far as top arms on the slate are concerned. He's in that conversation. Yeah. I mean, he's in a great spot getting Miami is a good matchup. Wheeler is someone that has been pitching. Well, um, the strikeout upsides there, the matchup's fantastic. There's not a ton of power in this lineup. So yeah, I like Wheeler a lot. And I mean, honestly, with Jazz out. I don't really have any interest in the Miami bats here. Yeah, no chance. I'm I'm targeting uh, Miami against Wheeler here on this massive slate where there are plenty of options to choose from. Philly is kind of a mix, right? I mean, you got expensive Real Muto, you got expensive Schwarber, and then you have underpriced Hoskins, underpriced Alec Bohm, underpriced Castellanos, even though like Castellanos isn't having the best season. We know that he is much better against lefties, and he's been a lot better here recently. Um, talk to me here about this Philly offense. Yeah, I mean, I, I those three righties you mentioned in the 4K range, Hoskins, Bohm, and Castellanos are all underpriced. They all hit lefties really well. I love those three. I think Garrett is is a talented pitcher, but in this ballpark, they can certainly get to him a little bit. I could see him, give him up, giving up a couple of home runs. So I like those three as a mini stack. Nobody's playing Schwarber lefty-lefty at 6,200 on this slate. Um, if you can get to real Muto, he's great. I, I have some interest in Philly, even though I do like Garrett. Um, it's just whether I can fit the full stack in or not is tough, but, but yeah, give me, give me Hoskins and Bohm and Castellanos for sure. I kind of like the three man. I kind of like the idea of fading the expensive bats and just kind of playing like Hoskins, Bohm and Cassianos or Singura, um, like three of those four guys. I think that is it's kind of where I'm at um, here on the Philadelphia side. But honestly, like Garrett's been pitching well, so I could see the just kind of staying away from Philly in this spot, too, and not like doing anything with this game. So. Up next, we got Atlanta at Boston. Nine and a half total here. Braves, a 155 favorite. Charlie Morton, Rich Hill. Uh, any interest here in Charlie Morton going up against the Red Sox? Tough ballpark. Um, 
pretty good offense on the other side, but Charlie Morton has kind of turned his season around. He did the same thing last year. He just he had he a did. terrible first <laughs> terrible first month of the season, and dude was lights out for the rest of the season. We keep thinking that he's washed because of his age. He still looks like he has it to me. So I, I have some interest here. You get a slight discount from the Aces. 8500 is a nice price tag. Boston can it. Um, yeah, I'm interested. So, okay, my only concern here is, I mean, you'd have to, like, go back and look at everything, but has Contreras caught a lot for Morton? Because Darno is likely out until, like, Wednesday or Thursday. Um, so, I mean, that's... It, it doesn't sound like a lot, but it is is the reason that like we've seen Morton kind of change turn around his season because like Darno's been calling good games for him. So only concern. I mean, the Red Sox lineup is hit or miss right now. You know, you get days that the Red Sox crush and you have days that they just kind of fall off. I mean, adding Tommy Pham is someone that, you know, gives another good bat to this lineup. Eric Hosmer, I don't know if I'd say great bat but another guy that i mean he doesn't strike out a ton so the lineup is better overall than it was two weeks ago so i i'm on the fence on morton there's a lot of options 14 game slate i could definitely see him working um i can tell you with certainty though i'm not playing rich hill in this spot <laughs> yeah i agree with you there uh atlanta does strike out a bunch but rich hill just doesn't go deep enough into games um tough ballpark for all this right-handed power for Atlanta. Um, I mean, the Atlanta bats, Acuna is kind of banged up right now. Um, it sounded like it was just lower body and it was soreness. He got Sunday and Monday off. He might be back in the lineup here, but I mean, Acuna, Riley Swanson guys that I like here. If, I mean, it sounds like Darno's not going to play. So Contreras would be in there. He's 4,300. He's someone that has power against lefties. Ozuna's 3,300. He's super cheap here. Um, not having the best season, but he's still someone we know that has power against lefties. So don't mind, you know, looking at Atlanta in Boston here in Fenway. Yeah, I, I like Atlanta a ton in the spot. Um, Austin Riley is one of my favorite plays on the slate. Dude has been phenomenal this season, especially against left-handed pitching. Swanson has had a good season. He's 4,800. That's that's pricey, but he's probably going to hit at the top of the order. Has hit lefties really well. William Contreras, another guy that's crushed left-handed pitching this year. Love him at 4,300. Um, Ozuna has not been good this year, but he is cheap. I, I like the way this sets up. I love the guys at the top. You can fill it in with cheap guys like Ozuna, uh, depending on if, if Arcia or someone like that is in the lineup. Um you get a couple cheap guys that allows you to spend up for Riley and Swanson Contreras in the mid range. I, I like this deck a lot. Any interest in the Boston side here? No, not really. Um, can always play Devers as a one-off, but he's, he's expensive. Um, that that's really it. Uh, fam at 4,700. I wouldn't mind as a one-off here, but I'm, I'm not really looking to target Charlie Morton. He's been in pretty good form here strikeout stuff has come back so probably probably avoiding boston for the most part i think the only way you play boston here is if they if you stack them uh, but overall i'm with you i don't really have a ton of interest in the red sox here cincinnati at new york facing the mets eight and a half total in this one mets a 300 favorite here mike minor going up against uh, carlos carrasco any interest here in mike minor 
Nope. Um, too many fly balls. If if we get good weather again, this Mets, <laughs> I know they let us down on Monday night, but I'm probably going to go right back to them. Um, I'm definitely not playing minor against them. Yeah, minor sinks against righties. They're going to platoon a lot of righties at him here. Um, they have that ability now. Like They got Mark Canna. They got Darren Ruff that they could put in the lineup. So, I mean, two or three more righties in this lineup than um, normal. And then on the other side, I mean, Bassett looked great. He pitched well. Carlos Carrasco could do the same thing here. The Reds lineup is just absolute trash. Um, I mean, we're going to be talking about this the rest of the season. Jonathan India, he got hurt during the game um, as well. I highly doubt with a hamstring injury, he plays in this one. So Reynolds is going to be in there, and Reynolds has a 29% K rate against righties. Like, this just sets up as another great spot. And Carrasco, 8,200, he's another guy that can go out and give you six quality innings and strike out five or six guys. So he's definitely in play for me today. Yeah, I really like this price tag at 8,200 with this matchup. Agree. Anytime Cincinnati is away from their home park, we're going to be playing pitchers against them the rest of this season. It looks like they're going to strike out a ton the rest, the rest of the year. Um, yeah, just not a talented offense. Great ballpark for pitching. I like Carrasco a bunch. I have no interest in the Reds bats at all. I'm with you there. Uh, Carrasco, a good pitcher, tough ballpark to hit in, and not a talented offense, so I'll pass. Yeah, they're just bad. <laughs> I have interest in the Mets again. I mean, I'm I'm going to go back for day two of pain. Mike Miner, <laughs> 426 Woba, 330 ISO, 48% fly balls on 45% hard contact against right-handed hitters so Marte, Alonzo, Lindor, Escobar has been sneaky good against lefties this year he's a switch yep. hitter so you don't have to worry about him getting pitch hit for Mark Canna is 3,500 Darren Ruff is 3k James McCann is 3,100 I mean I'm I'm going back to the well here on the Mets yeah I I am too um Alonzo was my home run call yesterday and he he did not do anything for us Monday night but this spot just, I mean, he gets the lefty today. Going to go right back to him. Don't care what the price is. Uh, Lindor also. Marte also. Like this, again, it's going to be tough because we want to pay for pitching. But the, the Mets do have some of those cheap bats like Canna, McCann, Ruff. Like those 3K guys help you fit in a couple 5K guys. I love the way the Mets set up here. Um, we'll have to see what the weather, if the weather's hot again. Um, yeah, just another spot I'm going to jam in a ton of mats. Talking to a Florida guy saying, if the weather is hot again. <laughs> yeah, I, well, I'm in, I'm in <laughs> Phoenix, so I know what hot is. <laughs> no, you know what hot it is. You don't know what humid is, my friend. Fair um, enough, fair enough. I can't. I walk <laughs> to my mailbox and start sweating. <laughs> Cleveland at Detroit. A seven and a half total in this one. The Guardians, a 200 favorite. We got Bieber going up against Alexander. Beavers 9,400 facing the worst offense in baseball. Again, we have arms today. You know, we haven't even gotten into a couple more that we're going to talk about. So this is why going back to like the Alec Manoa conversation that, yep. you know, even like the Charlie Morton conversation, that is, this is just one of those reasons why you don't need necessarily will need those guys today. Uh, Bieber, I mean, he's a thousand $1,500 too cheap for the matchup here against Detroit. He should crush in this spot. I know 
He struggled against them already once this year, but he's also dominated them a couple times this year. So no issues playing Bieber here. Yeah, just a great spot. Detroit against right-handed pitching. We've been we've been playing it for months. Bieber's a super talented pitcher. The strikeouts are down slightly, but the matchup boosts that right back up. Um, puts him point per dollar wise. I mean, you save about a thousand down from Cole and Otani and Wheeler. So that that price per dollar. He's right there in the, the top of the conversation. I mean, you're going to have to have a deep pitching pool on this slate unless you really want to take a stand. But I, there's a half a dozen guys I think that could easily be the top scorer on the slate. Tyler Alexander, 5K on the other side. He has not thrown more than 70 pitches since April 24th. Um, this is an easy stay away spot for me. Yep, no no strikeouts, no leash. Tough matchup against Cleveland. Passed. All right, let's talk about these Cleveland bats. Alexander is a lefty. Um, my Okay, so my concern here on a 14-game slate, we can nitpick a little bit. The Detroit bullpen's actually been really solid. So, I mean, we don't expect Alexander to go deep into this game. If he can give them four or five innings with only giving up a couple in runs, then, I mean, you get into some bullpen arms that could potentially shut this offense down. So, the flip side of that, Keith, is Cleveland Guardians are very, very cheap today. Yeah, Jose Ramirez is expensive, and obviously you want him in your stack. Um, but then there are plenty of cheap options with like there's platoon bats that'll be in there. Oscar Gonzalez at 3K, Owen Miller at 2,800, Miles Straw at 2,500. There is a lot of ways to make this stack work pretty easily. I like it. Um, I, Alexander isn't very good. I, he probably won't go deep to, to your point, but the Cleveland stack fits very nicely with this high-end pitching that we want to jam in there. Um, I, I love those cheap guys I just mentioned. Oscar Gonzalez is the one that jumped off the page to me. Hedges is 2,200 if he catches in this game. Um, like that a lot. This is a guy that's shown plenty of power against left-handed pitching. So um, no interest for me in the Detroit side. Nothing. Yep, same. Not targeting Beaver. Washington at Chicago taking on the Cubs. No total in this game. Said we have a little bit of wind blowing in for this one. Nothing too crazy. Espino against Stroman. Um, any interest here in Espino? Just not enough strikeouts. Um, I, I I need some upside from my pitchers today, and and Espino just doesn't have it. Simply put, um, I agree with you one hundred percent. I mean, two offenses that I don't mind picking on just in general, but two pitchers that don't have the highest ceiling. Like Strowman is probably going to go out and have a quality start here and put up like 16 to 18 points. It's just not enough on this slate. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I, for tournaments, I would much rather take a shot on a guy like Braxton Garrett, who very easily could get blown up and put up a negative score. But he also on the flip side of that could go out there and get me nine strikeouts and put up a, a score that really matters for tournaments. I don't see Stroman doing that, especially against this Washington team. Not a talented offense, but th like there's still not a ton of strikeouts in this lineup. So Stroman, 22% K rate, just not enough. Um, I would much rather play Braxton Garrett for 300 more. All right. Um, I mean, anything here on the Washington side? 
No, I mean, Stroman, as much as he doesn't have the upside with the strikeouts, he's still a pretty good pitcher. He's going to limit the damage. Probably going to get a little bit of wind blowing in again, uh, which would help him limit home runs. Not as much as we saw Monday night, but still blowing in is a, a factor, even if it's only five or 10 miles an hour. That matters at Wrigley. Um, not enough talent on this Washington team. No interest. Kind of where I'm at. I mean, Luke Voigt's cheap. If you end up in that range and you want to play, I'm sure. Chicago Cubs are kind of expensive here. Espino is a very hittable pitcher. Um, I mean, to both sides of the plate, big fly balls, a lot of hard contact, really struggles with right-handed power. The wind scares me a little bit, but I, mean, I don't mind like a Wisdom Suzuki Contreras type of three-man um, here just because these guys are expensive and I, I don't see a lot of people playing them. We got cores on the slate. We got good spots. I just, I don't think a lot of people get to them today. Yeah. It's, it's tough with the pricing. Um, but I, I do think Espino probably gives up a home run or two, even, even with the win, like Monday night, we saw the Cubs hit a couple of home runs and the wind was blowing in a lot harder than, than it will be Tuesday night. I suspect, I mean, we're, we're still several hours, um, out the night before so we don't exactly know what the wind is going to be so take that with a grain of salt but if if it's 10 miles or below i i don't mind chasing a home run you you mentioned espino's fly balling um i like i like suzuki probably for the price tag 4200 he'd be my call all right cruising along here we got texas at houston perez going up against your kite in this one Seven and a half, eight, depending on the book you're looking at. Most books have Astros minus 175, though. Um, any interest here in Martin Perez? Again, he's one of these guys that you feel like doesn't have the upside, but if you go look at his game log, he's been pitching fantastic. It's ridiculous. <laughs> like he's putting up 25 DK points a start. Like it's literally like his average. It's, I don't know how he's doing it this matchup against Houston I I just don't see any way I'm playing him on this absolutely loaded slate but if you told me he was going to give me 25 points for 8700 I have to be interested in that really difficult matchup against Houston probably don't need to do it but just worth pointing out that Martin Perez has been awesome this year yeah he really has um he's pitched fantastic and what's crazy to me is his his K rate is the highest of his career this season, but his swinging strike rate is right around where he's been his old his whole career. So, is there some negative regression coming there? It's tough to say. I mean, I don't want to take anything away from him. He's been pitching fantastic this year. So, Houston just doesn't strike out against lefties or righties. Um, they bang those trash cans and they just don't whiff. So, <laughs> um. I don't have any interest in in Perez, and honestly, I don't really have any interest in Yurkaidi. Like he is coming off of a, a start where he just absolutely destroyed my Red Sox, and he does that from time to time against certain teams. But Texas is a tough offense. They're they're a tough offense. The bottom half, not so much, but the top half of this lineup is tough. Yeah, I can't predict when Arquiti is going to go out there and strike out 10. You look at his overall numbers on the on the season, he's under 20% strikeout rate on the season. So he doesn't do that very often. I'm just going to chalk that one up as an outlier start. 7100 is a, a nice price tag 
and there are some strikeouts at the bottom of this Houston lineup or Texas lineup in particular, he's fine, but I don't know that fine is good enough on this slate. Um, could he go out and strike out nine or 10 and put up a really useful score? He could. I just don't know that he does it often enough for me to target him heavily here. All right. I mean, Texas bats. I really don't have a ton of interest in Texas bats. I don't love your kitey, but I don't love the Texas bats either. Yeah, I agree. I, he, he does give up. He's a reverse splits guy. So right-handed power is what I would be searching here. Um, Adolis Garcia is the, the guy. Marcus Simeon would be fine. Wouldn't be looking to stack against him. Um, really solid walk rate on the season. So he, he just doesn't get blown up a ton. Uh, he will give up a home run or two. I don't mind looking for a home run if you're, if you need a one off. Um, I mean, I don't really love anything on Houston either. They're, they're still kind of priced up for most of the guys that I'd want to play in this spot. I will say like Mancini one off at 3,500 is not the craziest idea. I like the Mancini call, but yeah, it's Perez has just been so good and he's done it for long enough now that we kind of just have to buy what he's doing. Um, I, I stacked against him a ton in the beginning of the, the season, just waiting for the regression to come. It hasn't come. Houston's expensive. Perez has, has proven to be really good. So I, I don't think I have any interest in Houston. Don't, don't mind that. Yeah, Mancini one-off, the cheap one-off. Pena has been really good against lefties. He's cheap, so I don't mind one-offs, but I'm not stacking against Perez. I think he's only gotten blown up twice this year in 21 starts. So, yeah. or maybe three times. Maybe it's three times. All right, Tampa Bay at Milwaukee taking on the Brew Crew here. We got... It sounds like it's going to be like an opener situation with Yacobonis, um, and then Yarbrough coming in, Woodruff um, after that, or, you know, Woodruff on the other side. There's no total out in this spot. Um, one book has it, but I'm going to call it a no total. Uh, what are your thoughts here on the Tampa situation? I, d- I don't think I need to mess with it here. There, there's so much upside at pitching. Like, there's no chance I'm going to – hope I get the the long reliever for Tampa or for yeah for Tampa like I wouldn't mind Yarbrough if I knew for sure he was coming into the game but anytime we get this opener long reliever situation there's some risk that they change their mind after they see one or two innings and and Yarbrough doesn't even enter the game 6,800 against Milwaukee I, I would have interest if I knew for sure he was he was in there but not not a ton and just not enough upside either um add in the risk that he doesn't enter the game and i'm just avoiding it completely summed it up my friend you summed it up um woodruff at 9900 is somewhat interesting in this spot i mean if this game was in tampa i think i'd have a lot more interest you know franco still out Brandon Lau is back, but there's plenty of strikeouts in this lineup. So if I'm searching for some ceiling, um, I mean, Woodruff has that ceiling. So he's definitely in play here for tournaments for me. Yep. Uh, You think you nailed it. Um, Plenty of strikeout upside, over 29% Ks on the season for Woodruff. Tampa Bay has struck out plenty this year, still without probably their best hitter in Franco. Um, Yeah, I, I like him a ton. He's he's priced right up there with with the super studs, but Woodruff is is a guy that can be a super stud. So I'm I have interest for sure. 
I mean, I don't really have any interest in the Tampa Bats. I mean, this is a tough spot. You know, if Lau is cheap, maybe, but I mean, he's 5,300. Yeah, I, I don't see any reason to target Woodruff at these prices. Um, Woodruff isn't a guy that, that generally gets blown up, so no interest for me in Tampa. Ballpark upgrade for them, but tough, tough matchup. I kind of like the Brewers, but on the flip side of that, I hate stacking against bullpen games. Um, we talked about it on the podcast yesterday. Tampa bullpen has been solid, but they, I mean, some of the stats, like they've allowed a ton of home runs. Um, they have one of the lowest, like, um, X FIPS, but they have allowed a ton of home runs. Um, I could see maybe going like McCutcheon, Renfro, but they're, I mean, they're just so expensive that if I'm starting to get into like a Renfro Adamas, like I'm looking for a full stack at that point. And, I don't see myself fully stacking the Brewers here. What are your thoughts? Yeah, too expensive um, for me. I, I like Renfro against the Arboro. That That's a great matchup for him. But again, our, we're not even positive we're getting that matchup, and, and Renfro is all the way up to 5K. So McCutcheon at 4,300, like they're just too expensive for what they offer. Um, I, I don't love the bullpen game. Don't love the pricing on Milwaukee. I'm probably staying away here. St. Louis at Colorado. Course, field, Cardinals, Rockies, 11 total. Cardinals a 180 favorite in this game. We got Miles Mikolas going up against Ryan Felter. Mikolas throws a lot of junk. Um there are so many good pitchers on this slate that this is just an easy stay away spot for me on him. Um, we don't know how his pitches are going to do in course and he's not typically a huge strikeout guy anyway. So I'm staying away. Do you have any thoughts on him? I'm, I'm not playing my close in course. Um, he's not even that cheap. No, thanks. The other side, we got Ryan Felter. Um, I mean, we look at his minor league numbers this season. He definitely has some strikeout stuff, but he's a he's a guy that in a small sample size here, um, eight starts in the big so far, has really just kind of struggled with the long ball, and he really hasn't struggled with the long ball at home. Um, that's going to regress a little bit, pitching with your home ballpark as core. So I don't want to play Felter here. We have too many good pitchers. Felt Feltner? Feltner? Yeah, Feltner. It, yeah, I'm, I'm not playing him. St. Louis is, is one of the top offenses on the slate. You got to pay for him. Um, I, I mean, Goldie and Arenado, you definitely have to pay for. Neil, you have to pay for. But outside of that, the stack um, is kind of cheap. You can kind of make this stack work. DeJong going to be really popular today at 3,500. If Donovan's in there, he's going to be popular here at 3,900. So, I mean, there's going to be some cheap pieces here where you might be able to stack cores and get plenty of pitching. And I hate that, but I mean, it's how the slate kind of sets up. Yeah, that's that's why I said they're going to be popular and why I think they're one of the top offenses from a lineup construction standpoint. Um, you put DeYoung, Donovan, and Newt Barr has been playing a lot of outfield for them. Um, guessing he gets the start here. He's 2,300. He's just, he's the guy that's going to make everything work. Makes it pretty easy to pay up twice for pitching. 
Um, yeah, I, I like this matchup. Feltner is not somebody that scares me. Um, really like the Gorman price as well at 4,400. Goldie and Arenado are, are just phenomenal hitters. So you play the cheap guys. Probably have to pick between one of Goldie or Arenado to get both of your stud pitchers in there. But it's a pretty easy build to make, in my opinion. So I think think it'll be popular, but there's a ton of upside with that type of build. Do me a favor. Um, I know you're in Arizona. Like, go tell the Arizona bats to wake up. That'd be fantastic. <laughs> Let um, me just run down to Chase Field real quick. Yeah. <laughs> Rockies. I mean, I haven't got the Rockies right all year. Um, what are your thoughts here when it comes to Colorado? We haven't gotten them right because they stink. They're they're just not very good. Uh, Bryant's been hurt the majority of the season. Blackman had a little bit of a resurgence there for a while, but he's fallen off. Ryan McMahon hasn't been as good as he was last year. Like, there's just not a lot of talent in this offense. Those are about the only guys, CJ Crone, but I prefer him against a lefty. Like, Michaelis is, you, like, he's going to throw five or six different pitches up there. I could see him having a decent outing here that just, just inducing some soft contact. It's going to be, very um, Babbitt dependent on on whether he succeeds or not. I think I don't love the Colorado side of this just because of the type of pitcher Michaelis is. Now I, I might be really wrong on that, and maybe his junk just doesn't have the same type of movement that he gets normally. And Colorado beats him up. But my initial lean is I think he kind of limits this offense, and a, a lot of that is just there isn't a ton of talent. Yeah, man. Gritchick, Connor Joe, CJ Crone, these guys are so cheap. I don't know what to do with Colorado. I want to see what their ownership looks like. As of right now, I don't love them, but if they're going to be low owned, I mean, they're in cores. Anything can happen in cores. This ballpark's massive. Um, anything's possible. Speaking of Arizona, we got Pittsburgh at Arizona. Nine total in this game. The Diamondbacks are 160 favorite. We got Thompson against Henry. Um, any interest here in Zach Thompson? Uh, no. Um, not a very good pitcher. I just 6,100 is a fine price, but I just don't see the upside. I'd, I'd much rather play Arizona bats against him. Yeah, I mean, Arizona went to the bullpen pretty early. BD was actually not pitching bad, and they, they yanked him in the in the fourth, um, so I mean, we're going to see a lot of bullpen used up for this team today. Um, I, I mean, Zach Thompson's not great. He has a 16% K rate. He gives up a lot of hard contact, um, generates hardly any soft contact. So yeah, this is a this is a stay away spot for me. Um, what are your thoughts here on Tommy Henry? Not a ton of interest here either. Good matchup against Pittsburgh, um, but they do get a bit of a ballpark upgrade going into Arizona. Henry was not a big strikeout guy even in the minors. Uh, 22% strikeout rate in AAA. He's been under 15% here in the majors. I guess it's just one start in the majors, but um, yeah, like just he he walked 10% of guys in the minors. Just not a, not a big prospect. Love the matchup, but I just I don't think there's enough there for the slate. Yeah, I read something on him the other day. It was just like a junk guy. Like he throws a lot of off speed, change up slider. 
tries to live on the command. He's not a huge prospect. I think he's like 20th overall in the Diamondbacks organization. So this just could be one of those things where Arizona's like, hey, we don't have anything to play for. Let's give this guy some quality major league innings and kind of evaluate where he's at. But that first start, his walk rate and strikeout rate were the same. Good matchup against Pittsburgh, but overall, um, not the slate. Not the slate. Yeah. Zach Gallen is dominating them as as we're recording this. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> don't want to jinx it, but <laughs> yeah. Snell's pitching really good. You want to jinx someone? Jinx him. Um, <laughs> let let Gallen get two more um, strikeouts, and then you can start talking about him. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, man, I don't want to play Henry here. And honestly, looking at like the Pittsburgh bats, <laughs> I don't know if I want to play any of the Pittsburgh bats against him. Uh, it's just weird. I mean, maybe like a little mini stack, but yeah. I mean, Reynolds is cheap. Hayes is thirty five hundred, but Hayes has just been what awful. happened to Cabrian Hayes? Like he, last year, he was good it, like looked like he was really going to be like he's great defensively and the bat was coming around last year but he's just been terrible this season he's been a, bit, a lot better recently and i mean his numbers are a lot better against lefties than they are against righties and henry did give up a lot of fly balls hayes is a ground ball hitter so maybe this is the spot to one-off hayes at 3500 but i mean there's been pl- plenty of times i've played him this year we're like excited to play him and it's just not worked out yeah Agree. I, I've been chasing that a little bit too. I'll, I'll probably do it again because of his price. I like Reynolds at 4K. I like Hayes at 3,500. If Diego Castillo is in the lineup, he's actually got good numbers against lefties. So a little three man that helps me pay up for pitching is about the only reason I'm targeting here. Um, not a ton of talent, but the pricing can be useful if I'm looking to pay up for pitching. Uh, any Arizona bats here? Yeah, I, I do have quite a bit of interest in Arizona, actually. They are also fairly cheap. Um, Alec Thomas you bet, has been batting at the top of the order, 3,500. Love that one. Christian Walker, ton of power for 3,700. Love him. Um, I don't know about a full stack because Rojas is 4,600. Marte's 5,100. It's it's tough to fit in. Like I'm not sure they have the, the upside to pay up for those type of guys, but I know that I'm going to be looking for – like cheap three-man, four-man stacks, uh, Walker, Thomas, McCarthy, um, those type of guys. Perdomo, he usually hits at the – usually hitting ninth, but he's 2,600. Like there, there are some cheap options here um, that, that can help me pay up for for hit for other hitters, for like my main stack and the pitching too. So great spot for Arizona. I don't think Thompson's very good, uh, and they're cheap. I mean, they're they are stinking badly on Monday night, but again, it's kind of the Mets situation. They're in a good spot again. It's DFS, um, right back to the well in Arizona for me. Yeah, Tom Thomas and Walker, the two I really have interest in. Yeah, and I mean, if you're doing that, Marte's in between them. You know, Varsha has some pop, but I could see more of a three man than a full stack here for yeah. Arizona. All right, we got the Padres and the Giants facing off in this one. Alex Cobb going up against Musgrove. Seven total. Most books have Padres minus 180. Um, any interest here in Alex Cobb? 
I love that price tag, but we talked about the San Diego offense yesterday. Um, I just, I don't see myself playing a pitcher against them. I know Woods having some success right now, but like, I don't know. Like just on paper, they don't strike out. There's a ton of power. Like just patience and power is exactly what I'm trying to avoid when I'm, when I'm targeting pitchers for DFS. So I, I love Cobb as a pitch, pitcher. He's, he's cheap, um, but I just don't think I want to play him against San Diego. Price tag is nice. The matchup sinks. Um, yeah. Not a ton of strikeouts here. I'm going to stay away from Alex Cobb in this matchup. And honestly, I'm probably going to stay away from Joe Musgrove in this matchup too. He's really been struggling recently. I need to see him go out and have like a, a really strong start before like I'm jumping back on Musgrove. Um, could he pitch well here? Yeah, I mean, he could. He could crush in this spot. I don't think I'm going to be the one that, to test it out. We have a ton of great options today, and I just I don't need to go Joe Musgrove at 9,600. Yeah, at 9,600, it's kind of like Alec Manoa at 8,900. Um, he doesn't have the same 30% plus strikeout rate that Otani and Cole have for just 400 to 800 more. For that, like, I'm not scared of San Francisco. I think it's a fine matchup, but I kind of see like six or seven, even if he's good, I see six or seven innings and seven strikeouts. I don't know that that's good. Like, I, I think Bieber can get nine or 10. I think Otani can get 10 pretty easily. Cole can get 10. Wheeler could get 10. Like, there's just all kinds of guys that can get 10 strikeouts on the slate. Musgrove is priced right up there next to him, and I just I don't see him doing it as often as them, so I I won't have very much. All right. Um, I don't think I'm playing any San Francisco bats here. They are super cheap, but I mean, Musgrove, he's been, he's a good pitcher. So I think I'm going to stay away from the Giants in this spot. Yeah, I, I will as well. Um, I, I don't have any interest in targeting Musgrove. He's been good all season. Even when he when he struggles, he doesn't really get blown up. Um, and he, he has a really long leash, so they'll, they'll let him work through some struggles. I mean, he did give up six runs in in the last start. That that's an outlier. His his ERA was, was under three for a long time this season. Really good pitcher. I'm not targeting him. Alex Cobb, other side of this game, eighty eight innings this season. He's only allowed six home runs. Um, massive ground ball guy. He goes out and he does everything that he can to generate ground balls. He uses like a splitter sinker combo. Um, I mean. If you ever wanted ground balls, learn those two pitches, and that's all he really throws. So um, I don't think I'm playing the Padres because they're so expensive, but I will say like Cronenworth is a huge fly ball guy, and he really benefits from a ground ball pitcher. So maybe I won off him um, at really low ownership. But we talked about it yesterday, Keith. The Padres are in that conversation of you can stack them every day if you want to. Yeah, you certainly can. Um, they're expensive and I think Cobb is really good. Um, I think he, he's had some awful luck this year, but the velocity has been up. Um, he dealt with some injuries. Like he's finally starting to come around. Like he's been in pretty good form here. His last couple, like you said, you can always stack San Diego, but at, at these prices against a pitcher that I, I think is really good. I don't see myself getting to it, it very much. All right, you got the Angels and the Athletics in this one. Six and a half total in this game. 
The Angels are a 190 favorite. We got Otani against Caprillion. Any interest here in Otani? Tons of interest in Otani. Just an awesome matchup for him. Uh, massive strikeouts, over 35% on the season. He has really figured out the walk situation. Otani, I think, has to be talked about among the best pitchers in baseball at this point, and he has one of the best matchups that we can ask for against Oakland in Oakland. Um, he's right up there, has probably the most upside on the slate. Yeah, I mean, I like Otani a ton in this spot. I'm going to kind of just brush off the start against them last week and say that he just didn't have a good day. I mean, he still struck out seven. He just didn't have that, like, dominating performance, and I think he can bounce back and have a good game here. And Caprillion on the other side, I played him in that last start against the Angels. Um, He won the game. He only threw 83 pitches. He got 17 fantasy points. He didn't get shelled. He just didn't dominate. And at 5,600, it's very tempting to go back to the well. But we have so many good mid-tier options that I I think I'd rather go two mid-tier options with upside than go like Otani Kaplan. Um, What are your thoughts on him today? Yeah, I, I agree with like roster construction, what you just said there. Um, like if you knew he was getting you 17 or 18 again, you probably need 40 from your ace to match. Like there are plenty of guys in that 8K to 9K range that can put up 25 to 30 in this spot. So I I agree. I think I like the mid-tier build better than going super expensive and super cheap. Obviously, like it's pretty pretty easy to do one of the 10K pitchers with one of those 8 or 9K pitchers too. Uh, we, we There's several 3K bats that are very much in play. So I think that's a better build. Um, going cheap with a, a guy that has limited upside like Caprillion, don't think you need to do it on a slate with this much upside at pitching. All right. I mean, I got no bats in this game. You can't play Otani because he's pitching. I don't I don't see anything. I want nothing from either side of this game. Yeah, I'm kind of with you. Really tough ballpark. Jared Walsh's price is very tempting, but dude has just not been good like he started off really hot this year looked like he was turning into a nice little hitter um but it's been a rough second half for him 3100 though he's got some power i wouldn't mind a a one-off shot there for a cheap home run um but i definitely want a lefty against caprillion he's about the only one i see worth playing um since we can't play otani on the oakland side i don't want to i don't want to try to pick on otani um especially with the talent with an offense as bad as oakland so no thanks on Oakland. I got nothing. I honestly, um, I got no, no bats. Nothing piques my interest at all. If someone hits a one-off home run and I lose because of that, so be it. But it, it's a 14-game slate, and I, I don't think I'm going to necessarily have to worry about that. Minnesota, Adelaide taking on the Dodgers. Eight and a half total in this game. Dodgers, a 215 favorites. We got Joe Ryan going up against Julio Urias. Joe Ryan, 7,700 here. Good pitcher, man. This guy has some some ceiling over the next few years. I just, I don't want to play him going up against the Dodgers. Yeah, really tough matchup. Um, the K's had fallen off for a while there, but they look like they're back. He's had at least seven in each of his last three. He did have Detroit twice in those last three for what it's worth, but the other one is San Diego. 
it was before they had Soto and Bell, but I mean, they were still a pretty low strikeout offense before they got those two guys on a different slate. I would, I would have interest in chasing the strikeout upside here, but 7,700 um, don't think you need to do it. Tough matchup, man. Not, not against the Dodgers. There's many teams that I will play Joe Ryan against this year. The Dodgers do not fit that build. Julio Urias on the other side of this game. This guy's been pitching really, really good recently. Um, does he have the ceiling? Yeah, I mean, he does. Is he going to go over 95 pitches? Probably not. Um, what are we doing with him here? Because, I mean, he's been pitching fantastic, but you can tell they're very hesitant to let him go more than 90 pitches. Yeah. Um I don't like this matchup against Minnesota, honestly. Um, tons of right-handed power in the Minnesota lineup. Correa and Buxton both smash left-handed pitching. Even Polanco hits lefties pretty well. It's just Minnesota is a really good offense. Um, they're they're bordering on top five, I believe, in most categories. Um, and especially against left-handed pitching. Urias does have a little bit of reverse splits in him, which helps him in this matchup due to Minnesota's right-handed heavy lineup. I just, I don't trust the strikeout stuff. I don't know. I just like nine K I know he's been really good. I just, I think I would much rather pay up for, for one of the 10 K guys. Um, we talked about a couple of other, like Morton is a little bit cheaper. I think I'd prefer that. Um, yeah. I just, I don't see myself getting to him because I, I don't necessarily trust the strikeouts. Like, Sure, he has he has it in, in him to go out there and strike out 10, but it's kind of like Musgrove. We just don't see it often enough where I want to try to target it on the slate. See, I'm just not playing him over like Beaver at yeah. $400 more or over Carrasco at $800 less. Exactly. So, I mean, that's kind of where I'm at on him. I'm, I'm obviously – I'm not taking bats against him. I don't I, – I mean, you could play – Buxton against anybody, but I think this is a spot I'm I'm staying away from the bats. Correa's cheap, but I mean, yeah, I don't don't this is not a good matchup. Yeah, I mean looking for a home run. Your eyes doesn't give up a ton of home runs, but Correa and Buxton can can hit one off of anybody. I, I do really like that Correa price, Polanco as well. Um I wouldn't mind that little three man there, Buxton, Correa, Polanco, but probably not looking to stack a ton here. And I don't even have a ton of interest in the Dodgers. They're extremely expensive, and Joe Ryan's a good pitcher. So I think if I'm playing the Dodgers, it would be a stack. Yeah, I mean, you always probably have one stack of the Dodgers just because of how talented they are. But I, I really lean towards pitching being the priority for this slate. That's where I'm going to allocate the majority of my funds, which means I don't, I don't get very much, very many Dodgers stacks. Um, I got nothing else from this one. We finish it out with New York at Seattle. Garrett Cole going up against Luis Castillo. Seven total. Yankees a slight 135 favorite here. Garrett Cole, 10-5. Obviously one of the better strikeout pitchers in baseball. Seattle's a tough lineup against anybody. Um, Garrett Cole is an elite strikeout pitcher. What are we doing here? What side are we on? Yeah, Cole gave up what three home runs in the first inning against 
this team, he just faced them in Yankee Stadium. Um, they got him for six runs. He's now giving up, given up multiple earned runs in four straight starts. I there's there's some reason to be concerned about the form here for Garrett Cole. If that leaves him low owned, though, I'm going to play a ton of him because he he can kind of flip that switch at any moment. Seattle is an underrated offense. I, I think he's going to be motivated because they beat him up in that last one. It it is a ballpark upgrade as well. The last one was in, in New York, this one going into Seattle where it's a lot more difficult to hit home runs. Um, massive strikeout upside against any opponent. We'll see what the ownership, I mean, with, with all the talented pitching, I kind of see Cole slipping down the board a little bit. Um, we know Otani's getting played because of the matchup with Oakland. Bieber is underpriced. I mean, we've talked about so many pitchers that are in great spots on the slate. I'm not sure how popular Cole gets. And anytime Cole is, I mean, I'm not even sure he's like top three owned on the slate. So I probably play a ton of him in the spot. I love his tournament upside in this spot, you know, especially anybody that can click his name here and see that like Seattle just tagged him a bunch. And I mean, they're not going to realize that the first inning was that all that damage. Yep. So, I mean, a better first inning here. And he's off to the races. Seattle ballpark is way different than Yankee Stadium as well. So I hope Cole comes under own here. Um, I don't think he will. People have gotten better over the years about, you know, recency bias and stuff. Um, but I mean, three years ago, Garrett Cole would be really low in this spot. I still think he, like Otani against Oakland. I think, I think Wheeler, more... Otani, Woodruff all have more ownership than Cole. I'm not saying that he's going right. to be yep. highly owned. I just, you know, three years ago, he'd be 5% in this spot. He's probably going to be around 15% on this spot today. Yeah, I can agree with that. Uh, but I do like him. I like his tournament ceiling here. Um, gosh, man, Luis Castillo is so interesting in this spot. <laughs> In this like uh, mid tier, this dude is elite against right handed hitters. Um, so if he can get around Carpenter and Ben Attendee, Castillo could have a stellar game here. He just struck out eight against the Yankees in Yankee Stadium, walked three in that game, get the walks better in this spot. I mean, I I struggle not to want to play Castillo today. I completely agree with you. I was curious to hear your thoughts on it because, I mean, I had some concerns about, like, Cincinnati just let him go so deep into games. They would let him throw 110 pitches pretty much every time out. So going to Seattle, it's like, okay, well, are they going to cap him at 100 now, which kind of takes an inning away from him? But he nope. threw 100, 109 <laughs> pitches against the Yankees. So they're just going to let this guy go, apparently. Um yeah, I mean, we just we just saw it. Uh, eight strikeouts in Yankee Stadium. I don't see any reason he can't do that again. Um, I think Bieber is is higher owned in this same price range. There's guys cheaper than him that are going to get ownership. Very tough matchup, so he's going to get. I think I think he comes in low owned. I have a ton of interest in tournaments. Yeah, this dude was on a one year contract, um, so he. I mean, they're they're. I mean, they're just using him to try to get to the playoffs. Um, I mean, does he resign? I mean, we don't know. You know, Seattle's in a good spot. I, I mean, if I was a 
a Luis Castillo, and I look at this lineup, I'm like, man, like if there's a sneaky team that could be really good for the next five to eight years, it's the Seattle Mariners have a lot of young talent. So who knows? But anyway, I I really don't hate the idea of playing Castillo here, especially if Rizzo is still out of the lineup with the back injury. Because that's a huge bump, not having that lefty in there. Because when Castillo struggles, it's usually lefty power. So, I mean, like Matt Carpenter could take him yard in this spot. Rizzo's good against righties, so, like, I would worry about that. Rizzo's a big fly ball guy, too. Um, But, I mean, I have interest in Castillo. I have interest in Carpenter, too. And I have interest in Rizzo if he plays. But I'm not going crazy with the bats. This game has a seven total for a reason. Yeah, I honestly, I... I almost would rather look for the the power against Cole. Um, like we know Cole's going to give up home runs. He kind of does it every time out there. Um, generally, that's all he gives up. Uh, but Castillo, I don't know. Yeah, I, I like the Carpenter call. I'm on board with that. Benintendi is cheap. Not a ton of home run power, though, and a much more difficult ballpark to hit home runs in. I, I don't love the Yankees in this spot. That's, that's part of why I, I want to play some Castillo. It's crazy. Is the Red Sox actually smart for letting Ben Attendee go? Maybe they just saw that like the 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 prospect really wasn't there with them. Who knows? I mean, um, Yankees. Oh, we talked about the Yankees bats. Give me give me your thoughts here on the the Seattle bats. You said maybe target some power against Cole here. Yeah, I mean Cole can give up some home runs. He's a he's a fly ball pitcher. This is obviously not the same ballpark that he just gave up three home runs in. Um, so I would tread lightly here, but I don't, and generally it's lefties that he struggles with. And the majority of Seattle's power is from the right side. Cal Raleigh can hit you a home run at catcher. Um, Winker's had a tough year, but he's cheap. I don't mind kind of taking him as a one-off looking for a home run. Um, yeah, just not a ton of left-handed power here to really love. Um, France and, and Suarez have some pop. They can hit a home run off of anybody. Um, yeah, I, Raleigh would be my favorite home run call against Cole. Don't forget Mitch Hanniger's back, too. I mean, he's a guy with some pop. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I don't love the Seattle spot. But, I mean, they are cheap. So, if you want a home run hunt, it's huge slate. Take it. Why not? Go for it. Let's play the morning grind game, and then we will get out of here. Give me a guy under 8K to get six or more strikeouts today. I'm going to go Braxton Garrett. Just hit, the stuff seems to have ticked up over his last four starts. He's, he's shown some strikeout upside. Um, Philly can strike out very dangerous spot for him, but I think he can rack up some case. I don't think he gets over six, but I do think he gets six. Give me Marcus Stroman going up against Washington here today. Uh, over eight K to score under 15. Who is your bust today? <laughs> Like there's this eight eight K and above is absolutely loaded. There's so many good options here. I'm going Martin Perez, and not because I think he gets blown up. I just think his strikeout upside against Houston is very limited. Um, give me Martin Perez. <laughs> I've been saying it all year, and he just keeps crushing. But I'm gonna go with the struggling Joe Musgrove today. I like that one. I mean, I'm not playing Musgrove over Woodruff or Bieber or even Castillo or Otani or Wheeler. So, I I mean, it's more of like, I don't even know if he necessarily... I don't know if anybody over 8K gets under 15 today. 
but he's one of my least favorites, so I'm going to pick him. Uh, give me a guy over 4K, not in cores, to hit a home run. Give me Austin Riley and Fenway. All right. Yeah, I like that one a lot. Um, I was looking, like, before we got going, and, I mean, it all pointed to go back to the well here, so I'm going to go back to the well and say Pete Alonzo to go yard. I love that. I, that was my. I looked at him, and it was between him and Riley. I said Alonzo yesterday, and he burned me. So I'll let uh, you get the call. I right. don't feel good about it. <laughs> oh, I love it. I, it's a great oh, spot for him. Gosh, it is, but you know how it is when you get burned. Um, yep. <laughs> gotta let the recency bias go, I guess. Uh, give me the guy under 4K to get two hits today. I like Oscar Gonzalez at 2,500. Good contact guy against Alexander, the lefty, who who just doesn't strike a ton of people out. I'm going to go Alec Thomas again. Um, Here we go. I mean, Arizona team that I like. Pittsburgh brought in the lefty, and they're kind of shutting this offense down a little bit right now. But my boy Zach Gollin got his strikeout prop. Um, So I'm I'm a a happy man again. Yep. Now I just need Arizona to score some runs because I have them minus one and a half as well. So uh, give me a stack to score six or more runs today. I'm going back to the Mets. They they burned everybody. Um, but I think they set up a little bit better against the lefty. Miners been giving up a ton of fly balls, a ton of hard contact. So give me the Mets again. Hey-o! <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm trying not to go super chalky here i'm gonna go toronto i do think they're a little chalky but i love the blue jays today i think this is in a fantastic spot for them see what happens i mean they were in a good spot yesterday really didn't do much but i really like this spot against kyle bradish so uh keith any final thoughts before we get out of here loaded slate um plenty of ways to go all kinds of pitching lots of good offense too so It'll be a fun one. Probably probably need to build a bunch of teams for this one, I think. And on that note, um, I'm just kidding. I'm gonna get it. We're <laughs> gonna get out of here. We'll be back tomorrow talking more baseball. Good luck, everyone. We'll see you then.